You, monster, we've trekked a thousand miles across starless seas, blighted mires, and forests without end, all in seeking you to ask you a question. What are you looking for in an apartment? Would you be a good Cub Scout leader? Can I ride you, or would that be disrespectful? Should I invest in subterranean realty? Do you find it sexy when I T-pose and spin in a circle? Every episode of Finding Monster Right has us asking questions like these, about monsters from folklore, pop culture, and our own world. Join us as we meet alien allies, cryptic comrades, and friendly fiends. After all, it's not just a show about monsters, right? Right. Finding Monster Right. We found you, now you find us. We thought it was good for him to show ourselves to the airmen, and uh, well, I didn't know he was an author or nothing, but uh, we showed ourselves to this one guy uh, when we were messing around as I was taking the propeller off, uh, and he asked me what I was, and I was like, I'm just a little guy! I'm a gremlin! Hi, you're listening to The Gorgon Show, a podcast about being a monster in a human world. I'm your host, Penny Cephalonia, and I'm a Gorgon. Listeners, I know I'm not alone in just not noticing things sometimes, even when they are right in front of my face. It's so embarrassing, but unless you're Argus or Hydra or a Beholder, it happens to both monsters and humans. Some really smart human psychologist types call it inattentional blindness, and it's why I'm able to fool so many people with regard Monty. Forbes? I know I miss things, but even I would notice if you were running confidence games off of my head. How do you even shuffle and deal the cards, Forbes? A snake never gives up his secrets. Forbes is a liar and a horrible excuse for a reptile, but he is right about inattentional blindness. It's when you're paying so much attention to something that you don't even notice something else, even if that thing is unusual. Is it like on that YouTube video where they asked people to watch some basketball players and count how many times they passed the ball and then people didn't even notice when like a gorilla walked across the court? Yes, exactly, Zappa. It's quite a common psychological phenomenon, which is why I don't feel too embarrassed by the fact that I originally missed noticing our guest. I am, however, still a little peeved that you knew he was there and you never told me. I'm so totally sorry, Penny. Yeah, I'm sorry too, but um, you've expressed some very negative opinions about gremlins before, so when this one moved in... Hey now, you all agreed with me that gremlins are little assholes for breaking stuff. We did, but then we got to know one and our hearts and minds were changed for real. I get that, I do. I feel some regret for my previous prejudice, but I stand by my assertion that gremlins are tiny little assholes of chaos. But what's wrong with that? I, I have a better understanding of why gremlins do what they do now, I guess. Live and learn. In addition to me learning to examine my prejudices, this experience has taught me that I'm paying attention to too many things at once, and maybe I should cull my to-do list a bit so I don't miss those gorillas walking by. But that will have to wait, because now it's time to pay attention and listen to a word from this episode's sponsor. Things break. Your things break? Call Romero Family Appliance Repair. Our certified zombie technicians will use their brains to bring your broken things back from the dead. Broken microwave? We fix. Broken refrigerator? We fix. It might take us long time, but it will be fixed good. 
Use your brains and call Romero Family Appliance Repair and we will shamble over as fast as we can to fix your things. Zombie owned and operated since 1968. Listeners, apparently, I have a gremlin. Now, now I know some of you human listeners, you have this idea of, of something called a guardian angel. But but there are also guardian gremlins, and, and I have one. This is news to me. I have my own personal gremlin, and, and his name is Hank. Hank the Gremlin. Welcome to the Gorgon Show. Thank you for being here. Hey, man, Penny! Uh, first time, long time! You know, on account of uh, being there for your birth and following you throughout your life. Wait, wait, you've been with me my entire life? Yeah, you, me and you, we were born on the, the same day! You know, we'll be on this earth together forever! You go, I go! That, that is, that is absolutely horrifying. And I'm a monster. You'd think I'd be used to being horrified just by my very own existence. Oh my goodness, you've been with me since... You know, my parents used to tell me a story of... I had a mobile uh, above my bed, and and it was little snakes, and it would spin and spin and spin and play a little song, except they said it was always breaking. Was that you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, when us gremlins are young, we start to just... I unscrew every screw we find, twist every knob, just kind of the wrong direction. We got kind of, we got kind of overboard when we're young, but I've matured with you. So now, uh, nowadays, I just mess around and download viruses onto your laptop. Oh, that's, that's, that's not much better, but, um, thank you for caring? Okay, well... For, for any listeners who aren't familiar with gremlins, gremlins are, well, monsters that fuck up your shit. Um, and, and apparently some of us have our own personal one. Okay, well, um, Hank, you seem to know me very well. Um, let's, let's get to know you and, and about gremlins in general. Do you do anything besides break things? to say that I break things. I, uh, I create problems for you to overcome. That's what I'm here for to do, Benny. When I'm a guardian gremlin, I'm here to keep you on your toes. Oh, okay. So by creating adversity in my life, you help me overcome it. Is, <laughs> yeah, is that right? It's also, it's also really funny. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It is also, it is also that, motiv- that motivation. Oh, so so you're a subscriber to the idea of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a, a grand tradition from the very origin of gremlins back back in the uh, the British Royal Air Force. Oh, well, talk to our listeners a little bit about that. You I mean, Gorgons, we're very very old monsters. We go way back, but it sounds like you gremlins kind of just appeared recently then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I we, Gremlins as a as a as what we are now is is relatively new. Maybe maybe we're related to goblins or something like that. But nope, gremlins. Uh, there was that big uh big hullabaloo uh over <laughs> over in the human world. Uh, world War Two, the sequel, bigger, better, worse. Uh, and uh well, 
at first we us gremlins we we had that urge we were young we were unscrewing unscrewing screws on planes jamming up rotors but uh well it just didn't sit right the whole thing so uh we just kind of um we well we let the airmen see us a little bit we let them know that it wasn't them messing up it was it was us messing their stuff up and we were just a problem to overcome but not for the Nazis. We didn't show ourselves to the Nazis. We just messed with them. <laughs> gaslight. It's okay to gaslight a Nazi. Oh, absolutely. It's also okay to make eye contact with a Nazi when you're a Gorgon. That is, everyone agrees that that's okay. Okay, so you were messing with airplanes in World War II. Are there any, like, particular incidences that, that you are... Um, aware of that, that? Are there any like famous gremlin unscrewings of screws during that time period? Famous, famous gremlin unscrewing of screws of that time period. That is quite a sentence that you have uh, said here, Penny. And I think if my goal was to to throw create a problem here in your podcast, I have just done it. Most of our problems were either solved before the plane left, uh, or. It's hard to confirm if it was a gremlin or not, and that's kind of the, our whole deal. Like, you could easily be like, oh, a gremlin did it, or maybe it was just me. Uh, maybe I should improve myself, and then job done. But I, I, I suppose if there's anything from that time that you might know me from is, uh... Well, Penny, I know you read books as a kid. Do you remember one author, Raul Dahl? Oh, oh, I, I still read his books as an adult. I, I do very much enjoy Matilda. Yeah, yeah, he's got that out on Netflix, am I right? <laughs> uh, yes, there have been many adaptations of his works, um, but still, the, the Willy Wonka adaptations, Gene Wilder is still the best Willy Wonka. I will die on that hill. Oh, but anyway, you, you do you know Road Ball? Yeah, yeah. Well, so, we thought it was good for him to show ourselves to the airmen, and uh, well, I didn't know he was an author or nothing, but uh, we showed ourselves to this one guy, uh, we were messing around as I was taking the propeller off, uh, and he asked me what I was, and I was like, I'm just a little guy! I'm a gremlin! And he was like, oh, wow, we started gets talking, and he started writing down facts, and I realized this is a chance to cause a bigger problem down the line if humanity fundamentally misunderstands us. So he was asked me all sorts of questions, like, uh, how do you reproduce? And I said, uh, in quietly, in private, and then he was like, what do you eat? Uh, so I, I grabbed the stamp, the closest thing, I just, I uh, shoved it down my gullet, and I said that. So yeah, Ronald Dahl says we eat postage stamps, oh, and okay. uh, we, we're, we're funny little, he, he doesn't know anything. Everything Ronald Dahl ever said, wrong. Well, he, he's dead now, so it's unfortunately too late to correct him. Um, but I, I have a question about the postage stamps. When, when you eat one, um... You, you know, they have that lick it on the back sticky thing going on. Does does it ever get stuck going down your throat after it gets, like, lubricated? Is your esophagus huh. just full of stamps? You know, I have not given much thought to my, uh, my, uh, gastrointestinal situation. As us gremlins, we're kind of like goats in that we can kind of just eat anything. I don't even know if I need to eat to live, really. Um, I just, I just eat stuff. Like, I've been chewing all the wires throughout your house. And let me tell you, those are a little, uh, as the Italians say. Oh, this really explains all of the um, occasional blackouts that only happen in our apartment. Okay, okay, we'll, um, 
Maybe, maybe. It's a spicy meatball. It's a spicy meatball. Maybe, maybe I could go to a local electronics store and, and get you some cables and wires to chew on that won't completely fuck up my life. Um, is, is that okay or does it have to actually be something? That messes with the life. I'm really sorry there, Penny. Yeah, it's 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 gotta be it's gotta be something that creates a problem for you to solve. Otherwise I don't get much out of it. Okay, you know, have you tried maybe writing puzzles or riddles? Um, I like solving those and they don't utterly destroy my life. Just just a thought. Hmm, puzzles and riddles. Puzzles and riddles. I don't know if I'm smart enough for that one, Penny, I'm not gonna lie. While you were busy reading books, I was, I was moving your bookmark. I was moving your bookmark all over the place. Uh, I should have been reading. You know, this explains so much about my life. Okay. Um. So wow, World War Two and Roald Dahl and 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 Gremlins. Who who knew? Um. Now I know Roald Dahl, as I've said, has had many of his books adapted into movies and and television shows. Um, have your kind. Actually, he, I'm a huge movie fan. I know the answer to this. Let's talk about depictions of gremlins in movies or television. There's, oh, a classic Twilight Zone episode and, of course, the 1980s Christmas movie for the whole family. Gremlins. How do you and, and your gremlin kin feel about your depictions in movies and television? Well, I gotta say... Twilight Zone episode, that guy was funny. As I told you before, the most important thing about causing a problem as a gremlin is letting somebody kind of see you cause a problem as a gremlin. And there's nothing funnier than only showing one specific person. So everybody just thinks they're nuts. Yeah, especially when that person is William Shatner. (laughs) He talks funny, I like him. So let's talk about the Gremlins movies. Um, Describe for our listeners what you actually look like compared to the gremlins in the film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, listen, uh, the, the Mogwai, as they're known in the films, are uh, a little different than us gremlins. Uh, gremlins don't usually get that hairy unless they want to, and I don't want to. I mostly just look like a like a little guy, a regular little guy, about the size of a coffee mug. Uh, and I'm not, a, I'm not a scaly lizard creature like the gremlin form. I suppose, as, as you can see, I got, I got, I got pink skin. I could have green skin or, or blue skin if you want, but at the moment, I'm a little, little pink skin little guy. Almost, almost human-like, actually, is how I describe you. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. If you look, my, my ears and my teeth are just a tiny bit pointier than a human's, but uh, it, it, it's hardly enough to notice. Well, you have to be able to chew through cables, and those are pretty tough. I've been told. Exactly, and I gotta hear you when you say like, oh, nothing could go wrong, so I can like get over there quick on my little little legs. Oh, is that just, can you just like hear that from a distance when someone kind of curses themselves by saying, oh, everything's fine, nothing could go wrong now? Is that just like, like honey to a bear? It's, it's carried on the winds, like that one windy Welsh guy. Oh, yes, okay. I've been here for all the episodes. I know all the episodes. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I, um, I'm I, going to guess that when we've had technical difficulties with the podcast, that's been you. Yeah, I'd just like to introduce an extra little uh, <laughs> extra little uh, complication into things like these uh, little sunglasses that I uh, 
I'm, I'm conspicuously wearing just so you don't get any ideas of turning me to stone, young lady oh, who's the same age as me. I would, I, I would never. And besides, you're so tiny. You'd be just like a little pebble. I would, I would. But you know what's not tiny? I got a big old stogie because it looks great with the, it looks great with the sunglasses. Let me light it up here. What? What? You, where, where in the world did you get a, a tiny cigar? I, uh, I bought it off Forbes. Wait, my snake. Yeah. Forbes, my, my snake Forbes. The entrepreneurial knew, one, yeah. Yeah, he, Forbes knew about you. Yeah, they all know about me. I, I, I live here. I, I've lived here my whole life. What the, what the fuck? Snakes. You have my permission to talk. In fact, I insist on it. I did not know I had a gremlin, and now Hank is saying that you knew this whole time? Yeah, Penny, what, like, what do you think was happening when shit kept breaking around you? It's like, it just, you know, makes sense. Donuts! Yeah, like, you know, whenever there's like a donut missing. Oh, no, that wasn't Duncan. And it certainly wasn't me. You know, I have to watch my snaky figure. Um, Yeah, that was like totally Hank. All the shit that's gone wrong with your life. It's like totally Hank. Oh, 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 I'm goddess. It was me, buddy. Okay. It was me the whole Snakes. time. It was you the whole time. Well, thank goodness Sybil doesn't know. Okay, I, I, um, hmm. Okay, we're going to continue in a professional capacity, snakes. You will not speak for the rest of the episode. In fact, perhaps it's best if you don't speak the rest of the day. I don't think a Gorgon has ever tried to turn their snakes to stone before, but there's a first time for everything. Okay, hmm, breathe and center. And okay, next question <clears throat> so um that's of course now i am curious about where my snakes got a tiny cigar without me knowing but you know what i'm gonna save that for later we're going to have a conversation so okay hank you as an individual gremlin what what do you want humans and other monsters what what would you like them to know about you as an individual i think we've gotten a good sense of what gremlins are like in general but how about you just you, Hank, my personal gremlin. I, if I were to share something about me with the whole world, it would be that, uh, it would be that uh, I really enjoy, I really enjoy seeing the way people, uh, people express themselves in useless, non-solution-oriented ways. I, uh, I've been watching a lot of YouTube lately, Penny, and I, I love watching hydraulic press channels. Just a hydraulic press slowly crushing things. There's no re there's no aim to it. It's it's sublime. It means nothing. But it's great to watch. And I don't know, I think I think not everything I think people should take it easy, you know? Not everything needs to be solving a problem, because if you're trying to solve a problem too hard, I might hear and I might solve it in a bad way. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I was going to say, have you ever, you, you cause problems in order to get us to solve them without our consent. Um, but have you ever actually solved problems yourself? I suppose, in a, I suppose what you could say is one time I did 
break gremlin code. For you, Penny. For you. It was for you. Oh, what what did you do? Well, uh, back when you was in college, there was, uh, I remember one week you spent the whole week cramming for exams, staying up all late, really pushing yourself. And, oh, um, yes. Well, at first it was kind of mm-hmm. funny. I'd like, I'd take the, the coffee out of the coffee maker after you added the water, so you just had some hot water, and that was funny, but after a while it just got sad. You get pushing and pushing yourself, so, uh, well, one day I, uh, I did turn off all your alarms so you could get some rest. You can't keep burning the midnight oil, Penny. No, but um, I I remember that day. I I'm a very punctual Gorgon. I like to be on time for things, especially final exams. So so that was um, that was that was you, you who my snakes knew about and who didn't wake me up. Nope, the opposite. In fact, I made sure you got some plenty of rest, and it turned out all right, right? Oh, oh, absolutely. I, I live in a tiny cramped apartment um, with with a really, really insane roommate. That's just... And I have a podcast. That's just society, Penny. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. It's the bigger than a girl who broke the world, and uh, it's going to take an awful lot to solve it. I don't know what... I'm just a little guy. I can't help you with that. You are, you are just a little guy. But, huh, there's a lot of you little guys. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's not exactly right to say that everybody gets a, a personal guardian gremlin, but um, a fair number of yous in, in certain places, certain places might have a, a resident gremlin. So, so maybe it is you breaking the world if all of you, small though you are, are doing all of these things. Maybe, maybe it is your fault. <laughs> nah, I don't think so. Oh, denial. It's not just for humans. Amazing. Um, speaking of humans, uh, do you often interact with them or are you just here to mess with me? Uh, to be honest, sometimes I uh, indirectly interact with humans. I, um, you know, I like to, uh, well, there's that uh, one human you live with. She's not exactly a human, but I, I, like, to, I like to say good morning to Sybil. Wait, wait, Sybil knows about uh, you? You know, in the capacity as roommates, we're, we're not close or nothing, but yeah, it was Sybil. Oh, okay, so I'm guessing all my listeners knew I had a personal gremlin too. Oh, this is just great. Wow, I am- Nah, some of them, I, I don't, I, I answered some of your fan mail. What the fuck? Well, ex- I'm not gonna make it there myself. I've gotta talk to people, Petty. Penny, I'm going to break protocol here because I think you need to play some calming music. Calming music, Penny. How about some, how about some, like, Beethoven? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How about some Ode to Joy, Penny? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, Johan. But, um, no. Wow, I, uh, I just feel so blissfully unaware of everything around me. Amazing. And you'd think that that lack of awareness would make me happy. It does not. Ignorance is not bliss. Hmm. So, okay, so, um, well, now that we do know about the existence of the other, um, let's talk about those wonderful humans who apparently knew about you, even though I didn't. Um, I am so fascinated by human inventions, and I really need to know what your favorite human invention of, let's say, the last, well, I guess, 
80 or so years of my lifetime. What's your favorite human invention either to break or just, you know, be around? Oh, my favorite to break. All right, Penny. All right, Penny. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, this time well, I, I, uh, I got one, one human invention that it was personal when I broke it. And I'm not even a little sorry. I'm not even a little sorry. It was, it was, it was personally motivated not for me, not for you. Oh, okay. It was that Furby that your parents got you. <gasps> you, you broke my Furby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in, back in the 90s, early aughts, it was all the rage to get a Furby. And I, I couldn't stand that thing staring at me, mouthing off. I'm just, wait, it's, it's even a little taller than me. What does it think it is? Moving it on my turf. I loved that Furby. Speaking of staring, look me in the eyes and tell me that you broke I, my Furby. Ooh. Penny, anybody ever tell you you're kind of intimidating when you? Oh, all right. Uh, I, I try not to be, but you're really pushing me. I, my Furby. Oh my! What else did you break I, of mine? Yeah, Hank? normally it was for you, but the Furby was—it was personal. Okay, I um. Okay, I. I was worried I was being replaced. I, I, we've got a weird relationship, you and me. And I, I, I didn't even know you existed. I know you exist, and I, I do this out of kind of a, a, a love. We're, we're, we're bound together, you and I. Oh, I, I wish I had a say in this. <laughs> well, I, I suppose if you really wanted me to go, <laughs> if you really couldn't stand me. I was kind of taking a big risk showing myself, because, you know, normally if a gremlin is, isn't seen or heard, nothing can be done to stop it. But you're the one I'm, I'm showing myself to you, Penny. Just say the word and I'll, I'll tie up a little sack and a little stick and I'll hit the road. I'll hit the road, Penny. I'll become, I'll become a, a bus stop, bus stop gremlin. I'll change the schedules, maybe. Break a ticket machine. I don't know what else is there. All I know is, all I know is you, Penny. All I know is you. Oh, 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 oh. oh, okay, oh okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 don't, don't cry, little gremlin tears. You know what? Now, now that I do know about you, and you know what? I, I will show you this much grace. It was risky to reveal yourself to me. The one entity who did not know you existed on this entire planet. It was, it was risky. And, and okay, I will give you that. But I do think we need to work out, I don't know, some kind of arrangement to where maybe you ask me before presenting me with some adversity. Because there are lots of things that cause problems in any human's or monster's life, and maybe they don't need more problems at a particular time. So, I don't know, maybe some form of communication um, hmm. between us? Hmm. Collaborative problem causing. I hear you, I hear you. There's collaborative problem solving. Let's invent something new together, and, and then maybe break it? That sounds like uh, fun. Penny, that's I gotta say, the one thing that I, I kind of missed from messing with the, the fighter pilots back in the, the Royal British Air Force was, uh, 
Well, human beings, they invent so many things. Uh, monsters don't really invent things, but if you and me together, we make a new thing. That could be broken. That's pretty cool, actually. Wow, I'm excited. Penny, huh. I, res I respect you. I mean, I <laughs> not to imply that I didn't before. Okay, maybe I, I, I did respect Forbes a little more than you, because I did, I did do business with, with him. Yes, apparently without my knowledge somehow. I really need, like, some kind of camera for when I sleep. I mean, is it creepy to watch yourself sleeping? I don't know. I'll have to think about that. But if I did set up a camera so I could see what my snakes were up to while I'm sleeping, please don't break that camera. But yeah, you know, who knows? This could be a new business model for us both, which, if I was giving Forbes permission to talk, I'm sure he'd be very excited about that. Forbes, don't you even think about speaking. Okay, wow, so I have a personal gremlin that I might be going into business with. Hm. Yeah, put, put it there, put it there! Yes, yes, let's um shake Just on your, it. Your, tiny, your, tiny your little hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get your index finger there, yeah! <laughs> okay, you know what? I think it helps that you are adorable. That definitely helps oh, me know. forgive you. Aren't I cute? I'm this little guy! Just so with my big little stogie and my, my sunglasses! So, so Hank, and, and and by the way, is that short for something? Hank? It's short for Hank. Okay, so what is, like, what is your worst fear? Well, Penny, I, I suppose it's, um, well, on one hand, I guess most directly it's, it'd be if anything happened to you, because I'm your, your guardian gremlin. But what really scares me, what really spooks me, uh, humans uh, and monsters, but mostly the humans, they're kind of tearing up society right now. It's all pretty grim, Penny. And, uh, well, gremlins, we don't, we don't do things on our own. We're supposed to, we're, we're creatures that act on other creatures so they can react. And if, if humans were to, you know, destroy themselves or something, I don't know, what would be there be for us to do? That's, that's... I, I'm kind of with you on that one, actually. That is that is a common point that we can build from, you and I together, since I can't seem to get rid of you. Um, yeah, it's like, I, I do sometimes wonder if humans actually, no offense, if they actually need gremlins, because they have so many things that they do to one another. Um, so what what is helping you get through these difficult times? What helps you face your fear? And go about your day of messing with my stuff. Okay, I suppose, uh, going along with that, conversely, one could say, what gives me hope is, uh, honestly, the conversation I'm having with you right now. How we're solving problems. I don't know. You've talked to a lot of monsters and tried to raise awareness. It's, it, I've been here for all the episodes. It's very good of you. Uh, the world's not lost. It's not just humans oh. out there. It's, there's oh, there's monsters, you. too. I don't belong in that human society, but you're, you're in it. Yeah, we are in it as broken as it is. And and now, uh, me and, and, and my listeners know that, well, we're not the ones breaking things. Okay, it's gremlins. But you could be the ones that fix things. Yes, we could fix things. So you could break them again. Okay, I'm not going to go down that mental rabbit hole. That will just depress me. Okay, speaking of depressing me, it is time to look into the future with my oh-so-delightful roommate, Sybil, who has never told me that I have a gremlin, even though she apparently 
knows about it. Sybil, you don't need to meet Hank. I don't need to introduce you because apparently you already knew about Hank. Yeah, no. Hey, Hank. How's it going? Hey, hey. How you doing, Sib? What the fuck? I do- Pretty good. Oh, you know. Oh, good. <clears throat> yeah, Hank. Um, so I kind of, well, I kind of saw this coming, but I need something to get high on to connect with the gods for the horoscope today. So could I borrow your cigar, which I assume you have, either you or Forbes, has done something to mess oh, with? that is not sanitary. Ew. Oh, I foresee no problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can have my stogie. Uh, just as a warning, I'm a very wet smoker. There's a lot of gremlin saliva on this. Oh, ew, 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 ew. Well, I'm sure that'll be very useful for connecting to the gods. And if it works, then I know where to find you for more. Ah, you know me, Sib. All right, thank you. This is going to be a fun one. Yep. So, Hank, I usually just give you visions just for you personally, because, you know, we're mate privilege. But out of curiosity, what sign are you? Well, uh, I'm a Gaps Crapless. (laughs) Okay. You know, the 13th horoscope sign. Right. Okay. So, um, well, it doesn't really matter. Uh, All I got to do is... Tell the gods that I am looking for a vision about the the silly little fellow horoscope sign, and I will get that. Uh, so it doesn't really matter what this means in terms of like the stars and stuff, since as I have explained many times, I don't actually use the stars. I just use the horoscope to categorize our listeners so that I can do combo visions for each group by sign. And... That means that, you know, this, what was it, the the Gab's Grappless? Gab's Grappless, you know, I bet there's a lot of your listeners that were actually born under the silly little fella. Okay, well, if that's the case, then, you know, whatever I see, it's going to be literal for some people, metaphorical for other people, and all of that. So, well, you know how it is. Um, all right. So I will start with the Gab's Grappless listeners. Uh, and I do think, unfortunately, this is going to be a one-time thing. I don't think I'm going to add this to my list in the future. Well, maybe I will. I don't know. I'll workshop it. Uh, but let's see. Okay, the, the, the gremlin saliva and whatever else was in that cigar does seem to be kicking in. I see a quaint little town. It's really cute. It has like... It's got kind of a Tim Burton-y feel, like everything's a little bit pointy and almost curly cue, and there's lots of weird colors in the houses, and it looks vaguely haunted. So, and there's an umbrella stand in the middle of a crossroads. So maybe that means that some Gab's Grappless folks under the Silly Little Fella sign are going to be facing a big decision, and they need to know whether to be prepared oh, for Oh, yeah, yeah. Gotta keep myself covered. Ah, Penny, I'm stealing your umbrella. That, oh, okay, um, but please do not break it. We need that. Do you, do you want one of the, like, you know, something more your size? Like, I bet oh, we can get, like, a little drink umbrella. Yeah, pass me, pass me one of those bad boys. And you can keep going with the horoscopes. These are All my right, favorite perfect. parts of the episode. Oh, hey. good. See, I knew it was people's favorite. Okay. So it, 
let me see. Aquarius. <sighs> I am seeing a robot wrestling with a bear. So I don't know if that's, you know, man versus nature, technology versus something. We'll see. Let me know, Aquarius, what this means for or you. some kind of metaphor for Russia versus technology. Who knows? Ooh, yeah. You know, that, that might be it. That probably is it. Pisces, I see uh, it looks like, I don't know, like a red panda, I think. It's a little bit fuzzy because it keeps going in and out of focus. Uh, and there are some weird colors. There's lots of, like rainbows everywhere so maybe you're gonna get really high and see a red panda okay get get high at the zoo okay go, Pisces, get, go high get high at the zoo, at the zoo. Yeah. why that not sounds like a good day aries i see a giant demon with horns and everything and his face is melting off so you know if you have inner demons it seems like they're gonna be dealt with soon, Aries. In the most horrific of ways. Oh my goodness. Also, um, to go back one, it's legal to get high at the zoo in Oregon. Okay, what's next? Next up is Taurus. Taurus, I see a pink whirlwind with a giant snake in it. It's like it's in the ocean. So I don't know, is this like a Jormungandr kind of deal? I don't think we've had any snake sea monsters on the podcast have we penny um well we've had glittery scale kind of snaky Let, let's just say we've had some serpentine guests that that's yeah okay. kind of a dragon, yeah right? serpentine serpentine yeah and we had the kraken recently uh but this doesn't look like either of them it looks really more giant snake um so good luck with that taurus i don't know what that means <laughs> You're on your own, Next Doris. Up is- <laughs> I, you know, Sybil, that's, that's what I respect about you. You see the future, but sometimes you're like, nope, I know it's crazy, man. Good I, luck out I there. Can't, I can't make the whole world my problem, Hank. It's just not practical. Good, good luck, Taurus. I gotta draw the line somewhere. Have really good boundaries. That is the key. Okay. okay. I, wish, I wish there were more boundaries between me and my roommate. Anyway, what's next? Roommates. Roommates. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to take some time to get used to that. Sorry, Sybil. Oh, do continue. Oh, I will. Next up is Gemini. I am seeing a couple of giant bugs, Gemini. Uh, One of them has what looks like a human eyeball for a torso. So that's fun. Uh, Good luck with that. Not sure what that means. I I think a lot of you should just not leave um, your your homes. Um, Unless that's, that's an eyeball bug in your home. Like right behind you, like on the wall above you, maybe it's a, it's a possibility. I'm just saying for some of you. Huh. Huh. All right. Next up is cancer. Cancer. I see a cruise ship that looks like it's being levitated out of the water by a glowing pink light. So cancer, I would keep an eye out for like UFOs and maybe, I don't know, or if there's a levitating sea creature that I'm not familiar with, just be on the lookout in case it's literal. If it's metaphorical, then probably you're going to have some kind of luxury that goes even better than you thought it would. Or maybe you'll meet a normal human, Shannon McGuire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well. Possibly human. I don't know. I don't see any plant creatures. So, and I don't think she mentioned any kind of levitating powers. But, you know, 
I don't well, know. Well, she has secrets. She wasn't very detailed. She does have secrets. That's entirely possible. Next up is Leo. Leo, uh, there's so many ocean ones. Every now and then I get one where it's like the ocean everywhere. Uh, this looks like a quaint little beach town. And there's just these waves coming in and they seem to be kind of reddish. So I'm wondering if this is like a biblical plague kind of a deal, Leo. Oh, those are fun. Yeah, I don't know. Uh Watch out for, you know, that algae that actually caused the seas to turn red back then um, or actual water turning into blood. Who knows? It might have been some of our sea monster friends. Maybe we can ask them about all that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're just having a big meal. I don't know. I don't judge. Next up is Virgo. Virgo, I see a lovely landscape at sunset, all of these cute little trees, kind of Bob Ross vibes poking up, uh, except the coloring is a little more on the reddish scale. Uh, just getting a lot of bloody red vibes these days. Uh, I'm very curious what was in that cigar, but otherwise it looks very pleasant. So Virgo, I think you're going to have a very peaceful time for the next couple of weeks. At least somebody's having a good time. Next up is Libra. So these ones are kind of messed up. Yeah. Yeah, they're having a better time than Taurus. Hey, you don't know. These things could be metaphorical. Who knows? I would I would actually love to hear from some of our listeners to tell me how their weeks are after they hear these horoscopes. And then that can help train me on the interpretation of these. Because the thing is that my gift doesn't come with a manual. The gods just give me these visions and they don't have subtitles or anything. So, oh, yeah. You know what? I think yeah. even a lot of very religious people would agree with you on that one. Next up is Libra. Libra, I see um, it looks like a contortionist who's wearing a lot of neon colors and just standing on one hand while the rest of their body's kind of like all twisted up weird. But they look like they're having a good time. So maybe you're going to try new things. Hmm, maybe you'll play Twister for the very first time ever. What's next? Maybe. Next up is Scorpio. Scorpio, uh, seems a little bit vague and kind of blobby, just some colors overlapping. All right. Oh, there's a face. Okay. Now I'm a little more oriented. So I see a pink person lying on their back and gazing up at the stars uh, and crying. So sorry, any pink Scorpios out there. It looks like you're going to be really sad. Um the rest of you, if you're not pink, you're going to make a pink person cry, probably. I don't know. Sorry, pink people. Oh, ah, I better not be pink at the moment. <laughs> Quick, ah, now I'm green. It's like a, it's like a really oh. bright, like Barbie pink, if that helps any. Okay, being able to change the color of your skin at, at random is pretty cool, I must say. Oh, yeah. I forget that you don't actually know Hank, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> right. Sagittarius. <laughs> Sagittarius, it looks like... I'm going to go with you're going camping because I see some tents in the woods and uh, they, okay, they look like there was a little bit of fire, but not too much. Like, it looks like the tents are more or less intact and probably everyone is okay. And finally, we have Capricorn. Capricorn, I see a group of people hanging out by a vending machine and talking. So I don't know if you work or live someplace that has a vending machine, you'll probably have a really chill conversation with someone. If you don't, 
go out and find a vending machine because you're going to meet some interesting people there. Good luck, Capricorn. Okay. And that's everyone. Oh. Including the 13th sign that, you know what? I think I'm going to start doing all 13 for future episodes. Oh, wow. Why not? It's all made up anyway. Hank, what what was it called again? The Gab Glapkus? <laughs> Gab's Grapless? Gab's Grapless. Okay. I'm going to have to write that down so that I'm giving God the gods the right directions. Sure, sure. Just don't use that pen. I, uh, I sabotaged it. Oh, okay. Uh... I mean, I I was just gonna, you know, do it on my phone anyway. Oh, I gotta start messing with cell phones. Oh, oh, please don't, please, please, please don't. Okay, well, um, thank you as always. Of course, Sybil, and um, well, Hank. Normally, I say goodbye to our guests, but you are apparently a roommate I did not know about. So I guess um, see you later. We'll have to suffice. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go back into the dishwasher. Oh, that explains so much. Okay. Okay. Well, just, um, let's say for now, let's set some boundaries. Just stay out of the bathroom, okay? The dishwasher I can live without, but don't, don't mess with my poop space, okay? Are we okay on that? I am a-okay with that. Thank you. It's, it's my one place to just really be by myself, even though I have snakes on my head. Okay, thank you, listeners. This has been eye-opening for me, as as I always hope this podcast is eye-opening for you, even if you have a third eye that can already see everything, including invisible roommates. So have a good one, everybody, and thanks again, Hank. And um, okay, I uh, need to call some repair people. Bye. The Gorgon Show with me, Penny Cephalonia, is a proud member of the Faustian Nonsense Network. You can find us on Twitter at at Gorgon Show, or email us with questions and comments at gorgonshow at faustiannonsense.com. All music in The Gorgon Show is by TJ, the empathic vampire. You can find more of his work linked in the show notes. Sound editing is now done by Sir Kai, formerly of The Round Table. Thank you for listening to The Gorgon Show. We at Faustian Nonsense would like to thank our patrons. If you'd like to become a patron, you can sign up at patreon.com slash faustiannonsense and hear me thanking you after our original episodes. Thank you to our patrons who are meeting us at the crossroads. Jules T., Parker, Alec L.B., Anthony Ampersand, Jonathan E., David O., Joseph Z., Mark S., J.A.C., Greg C., K.S., and our newest patrons at this tier, Yoshiko A, and Shadow Reaper. And especially thank you to our patrons at the Pod's Best Friend tier. Emily C, Eben RT, Guy Z, Probs Not Hawkeye, Jolene, and Trevor S. Thank you so much. Without you, this would not be possible.